you're tuned into Bonded by Beauty podcast, where I unleash my home salon lifestyle, keeping it real AF and uplifting. Come discover your own magical potential building your independent beauty business from any location. Embrace the pace of your own journey. Well, hello, hello, you marvelous listener. So much appreciation for you pressing that play button today. Thank you for showing up. And I hope wherever you are, you are feeling my good vibes. I am sending you directly in all this like wiring internet. Like the internet's weird. Don't you think? Because like I can't fully comprehend it. And it sometimes kind of wigs me out because it's like the wind. I know got like very serious right there. But anyways, I hope you feel it. We're in for a really good show today. If you are new around here, hey, how are you? I am Jamie. I am your hostess and we are going to be talking about some red flags about having a home salon. So I am spilling some, I don't want to say tea, that just... I'm over like spilling the hot tea, spilling the deets. I don't know. I'm just going to yap at you. Yap. That's how I'm going to say it. I'm going to yap at you. I'm going to make a yap a thing like fetch. It's so yapping right now. Let's carry on with the show, guys. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to be talking about the red flags, those ewies, those uncomfortable things about having a home salon that I have experienced that, you know, it threw up some concerns, but it wasn't going to break my business or my, you know, wanting to continue on having a home salon lifestyle. So let's get into it. It's the red flags of having unknown people in your house. So for sure, where I lived before, I had my beauty business in the basement. So clients did have to walk through my front door, go directly down the stairs. They didn't have to walk through my house, but it's meeting new people. And regardless, if I met new people when I worked in a standard salon or even just personally going to parties, you get nervous, right? I don't know about you, but when I get nervous, I get gassy, like... I do. It's so weird. Like I remember like figure skating, like I be tooting a storm. And sometimes like, you know, when you hold in your toots for too long, like you get that gut ache. I feel you. My mom would say to me, she's like, don't keep your farts in because they travel up your spine and that's how you get all your shitty ideas. Like always. So Blow if you need to blow. Just kidding. Oh my goodness. Talking about farts now. So that's a red flag. So if you want to back out from this episode, you for sure can. Just kidding. So yes, is having those unknown people. So I'm a person, I like to write down my pros and cons of anything I do in life so then I can weigh it or find a solution to all the cons because that's life. There's always going to be positive and negatives, yin and yangs. That's life in general. So that is something that you have to be willing to accept or find, you know, something that aligns best for you when a situation occurs, right? And 
it could be sometimes it's hard and it takes so much energy on finding it but that's life we're all exploring and discovering on a on on a every moment of our lives right life is an experiment 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 that's the word and so is your business your business is an experiment so i want to let you know you got to embrace the ebb and flows that is going to be given to you so what i decided to do was because social media was becoming um, more of a great marketing tool like it was you know it was the start when I became working from home. Like uh, the Facebook business page didn't exist when I started working from home. So um, it like within that year, it just it just started. So it it was really great to enter into that space at the very beginning working from home because I still wanted to promote myself. I didn't want to be that person to hide in the shadows. But what I decide to do is I do not post my address on my website or anywhere uh, because like it's still my private place. First of all, I'm not allowed to take walk-ins. So that just eases, you know, that foot traffic, but also too, it's that I still want privacy, right? I still, there's still control of some privacy. I want people to think that this is their, you know, their, their secret little private place. Well, that sounds kind of icky, doesn't it? (laughs) But you know what? Like their best kept secret. That's what I was really trying to like (laughs) come across. Um, and it was when I do my point reminders at the very like start of, uh, building seriously with all the new people was I didn't give them my address until the day before when I did an appointment reminder because I'm like I didn't have a booking system or anything like I did it all on my own point reminders every single day to the people that I had the next day because I wanted to eliminate having no shows because that happens anywhere uh I I think I had two like I have two or three I like it's within five that I've ever experienced having a no-show working from home. So, which is which is nice. Like, I think two of them was is truly just because they absolutely forgot. And that happens. That's life. I, at the beginning of the year, I no-showed my own hairstylist. I know. Cringe. It made me cry. It made me, oh my goodness, it distraught me because I just felt so unbelievably like oh I like so many words we'll talk about that another time but anyways yes so that's something that I want to do but also too is I had people who gave me a red flag doing background checks that I'm just like because before I accept say yes I will book you in for this appointment I did background trips yes 100% I wanted to have a little bit of a sense of who that person was before they entered in my house and then that unfortunately is a shitty thing because it's judging a book by its cover right? Because a lot of times you perceive something that somebody has their shit together, they're an awesome person to the community and all this, but they are a shitty person. Because unfortunately, online, you can create however you want to uh, be, you know, be as a person as a whole, because there's a lot of things that, you know, we're going to still keep private. Uh, 
so yeah, I, I did do that. And also too, like red flags, like there was uh, male clientele that, you know, were too pushy on wanting to, you know, get in and know my address and message at odd times at night. And I'm just like, hell no, that ain't happening. And I didn't want to protect my family. First and foremost, you know, myself and my family need protection. And if working from home, like you don't want to live in fear always. No, this like having un, you know, un, um, uncomfortable type of people in your space, like you feel those vibes, right? Like, and it happens anywhere. So there's things like I just don't take my male clientele, new male clientele. Like I have, you know, a few male clienteles that, you know, I do, I do have and I do service. And the reason being is because they were clienteles before I even opened up that home salon. And it's the, the friend connection that, you know, it's their husbands and everything. But here's the thing, another red flag. Because I know this has happened to you, maybe not you or somebody you know, but it happens because I've, I've talked to so many people about this, but both me and my husband have both had, had dreams about being unfaithful to each other, right? And you wake up and you're sad and you're angry and you're annoyed and you question your relationship and he's like, are you not doing anything? Like that is, it is. It could be uncomfortable, but you have to have that open connection with your partner to being like, no, that is, that's not my purpose of doing that person's hair. Um, But, you know, sometimes like there's just, you have male clientele. Like it's always funny seeing those things. Like how many men did you do a day? And you, you know, you, you cut men's hair, you surface men. Like I like still cutting men's hair, my definitely my quality of doing male clientele because I no longer take male clientele uh, education has definitely dwindled. And I vocalize that to my guys. I'm like, hey guys, like, sorry, I'm not investing in any education to do men's cuts. So I just want to let you know, there's things that, you know, I unfortunately won't be able to service. I could do the basics for jerseys and I always I do like to try and if they want me to try I will try but it's not going to be like you know pro like I don't want to say professional because I am a professional but those people who specialize in that specific type of uh fading or anything like that but yes I have that open communication but that is your choice on who you want to serve within your house um so I'm going to tell you a little bit of a backstory right now, and it just always makes me uncomfortable um, kind of reliving it. So I've had two people enter my house twice unwillingly. Uh, The first time is when we lived in a different city and we lived in an apartment and we lived on the the highest level in the apartment, the third level, and someone climbed the water drain and opened our sliding glass door and entered our house. And let me tell you, that wigged me the F out. Like, who wouldn't that wig the F out? There was months I, it wigged Kylo because I would sleep with big knives in between my, my, my bed mattress because it, I wanted to protect myself. That was so gross. Well, anyways, because it's traumatic, uh, 
two years ago, two years ago this December, another person entered our previous house that we lived in, um, also that I worked into the basement. I didn't have a separation uh, for the business is someone entered our house. It was late at night and went and started walking down the stairs and didn't get to see who it is. And then I, you know, went to confront and this person was on drugs, unfortunately, but it, it took my breath away when they looked at me like blankless, like there was nobody home that like, I, it's. It, it was fucked up and I tensed so much that my whole body ached for a week. But in that time I was very calm and I just asked him like, unfortunately this is not your home. Can you please leave? This person had no shoes on. They were wearing all black. They had a hood on. They walked up back the stairs and they stood looking at the door for 10 seconds just standing there blank nothing to say and then just walked right out oh my goodness my husband was awake so it was Riker at that time and the first thing my husband did was ran to the back door to close it because he thought maybe it would be a diversion um and they left the door we called the cops and we didn't know which way we found and then we found that person was in our neighbor's car trying to take things and it is it was i have still have empathy for that person because you know they've they come to a place you know for survival unfortunately it you know traumatized you know myself and you know nightmares like it made me questions like should I even work from home my husband thought he's like well was that person did someone tell him that you have a business here um and I I don't think so it was it was totally random um entrance it fortunately it was happening a lot in uh the city that that uh, I live in and we just like it was so messed up and I was like no that is not the reason why like I did make me feel more uncomfortable of my space for sure made me more aware like for the longest time if I had an evening client uh I would greet my client at the door and close it and lock it um it just and it happened at nine at night like we we always lock our doors before we go to bed but it like it was nine o'clock, but it, it's nine o'clock is dark in December. <laughs> so yeah. So it makes me definitely a little bit more aware. So I'm thankful for the, the space that I am now because it's more separate. So if there is burglary, like that happens, doesn't, it doesn't matter where it happens anywhere. I just, it has some, a little bit more disconnection to it. So uh, that for sure is something to be aware of um, with the foot traffic, but also too is like not displaying my, uh, I don't know if I, if I'm repeating myself, I really, I'm sorry, but is not displaying my 
uh, addresses because I don't take walk-ins because by laws in my province is you're not allowed to take walk-ins if you have home salons, which I'm not really too worried about because I do want to have more control of my ideal type of clientele. Walk-ins are still great, definitely. If you're a newbie and you need to build your uh, your clients is having a walk-in base. Like I'll touch on this in another episode, but do I think going out of like completing hair school and having a home salon right away is the right decision? Like I actually don't, but that is stay tuned for that episode guys. But is to, oh my goodness, that backstory. See, hold on. Gotta think here. Right. We're talking about walk-ins. So walk-ins are super great when you want to build a clientele. But when you decide to become a booth renter, more independent hairstylist, having a, a clientele that is more consistent and loyal is a great time to adventure on. For sure, you're going to continue on trying to promote yourself because this industry is ebb and flow. A lot of things happen and change that you're going to lose clientele. It's not always for the wrong um wrong or failure or mistakes is because, you know, your course changed and that happens. So, uh just be prepared with that. Yes, there has been times that I've closed down not taking any clientele because I needed to figure out, you know, new uh, ways to find time for myself that not only for myself, but like to continue on doing a side type of business that's connected with the sheer slave because like I am trying to give more awareness of what it takes to become a legitimate home-based salon. So I wanted to focus some time on that as well. So that is just what I decided to do, but I still slowly took on people when I was able to find space. So that's the joys about being at home is that freedom and flexibility, but a red flag on freedom and flexibility is you don't always want to come complacent at all because when you come complacent, you're not using your your energy, your creative energy to continue on finding solutions or experiment on what your business can become. Your business can com- com- can become so much more than what you envision. And sometimes things are just unexperiences and open opportunities happen that you didn't even know that you were able to do. So being open uh, into this business is just a great um, asset to have. Um, and then, you know, you ride along with it and figure out your boundaries along the way. Cause I'm still figuring them out, man. I don't have all the answers, right? Like it's so funny. I was having this conversation with my husband of like, you, cause you, you really need to listen to learn. And sometimes when you listen, right, sometimes if you're not learning, that's okay because it wasn't that time to learn it right? Sometimes things do take multiple times. And if somebody doesn't get something right away, like it's just to still give grace, right? Like just embrace yourself not being able to get something right away or embrace others. (laughs) Like when you're able to have acceptance all the way around your business and yourself are just going to flow a little bit more in sync. Um, but 
yeah, that's like another side note, but we're back onto the red flags, guys. The Ewies. <laughs> that's that. That's, guys, I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying right now. Just kidding. I do. Let's get back on, on track here. So, uh, the home salon Ewy that wigged me out for the longest time was actually shared laundry. I know. Weird, right? Just kidding. I don't think it's weird because I thought it was super Ewy. Um, because I know like if you are in um, a booth rental or just like a salon, if you had to, sometimes you have to do your own laundry anyways, right? Well, um, for myself, what I did is like I would make sure like I would never wash undergarments. I said undergarments like I'm 90 years old. Some panties and, you know, already have stuck in your bras, but making sure like, you know, my family's, you know, gaunch or not in there to get like hairy because it's uncomfortable when you have hair sticking in your bra i go through bras like there's nobody's tomorrow and i don't want to be constantly itching my crotch or my butt crack because there's hair stuck in it right like oh my goodness i just have a vision i pick my wedgies regardless but like i don't want it to think that it's like somebody else's hair like poking me in the booty but, uh, and also too, for like four years after I was done a load of laundry, I would run the wash machine after I did it. So then it has a fresh clean before I put anything in. So things that I would like clean, like after I did my wash and towels were like the dish rags and, you know, something, something like that. Like I had this like system going on because like, yeah, it wigged me out and having hair in your home too. Like you got to contain it. Um, I tried the best that I can, but in nails and hair, you know what? Nail dust and hair, it's inevitable to try to get every little single piece. And you know what? Sometimes my OCD, it just, I have to tell her to be like, simmer down, do what you can at that moment. Because like it, seeing it if I see it I'm like guests can see it like I always think about Tabitha is going to come into my house and being like you're a home salon and you're freaking disgusting I've heard horror stories we've all heard horror stories about like here's the thing like you hear horror stories about a home salon but yet when you watch Tabitha salon takeover that was my aha moment being like see other salons are just as shady as shit <laughs> right so I don't want to like throw that out there but it does give that weirdly ease it's like okay you know doesn't matter where you decide to pop up your business is is making sure that it is fulfilling and clean and cleanly and professional and I could still have a luxurious business out of my home in the beauty realm it is possible and it's it's serving me a purpose and my mission in life, but I know that those that I have talked to that have home-based businesses, but they, they've they never promoted their business because they still have a little bit of an insecurity on their location. And sometimes when you have that insecurity, what I notice you bring in that insecurity of type of clientele. Well, um, how many backstories am I going to do today? Many. But uh, my ideal clientele, this is another prompt to another episode, is really clientele is somebody who is kind of like you. So that is, I, I want to attract people that hair is their 
not their main priority in life, but they want to make sure that it still looks good, right? They want more hassle-free, more longevity out of their hair so they can still live life with their family because family is the most important thing to me and I want family to be the most important to them and not um, dictated on uh, me trying to market their their uh, insecurities in life that they have to have this. I want them to be able to take the blinders off on their own vision of who they are so they can live themselves more freely and free their mind. So that is that is my ideal clientele. So if you have lots of like I have insecurities, obviously, like I've I've I shared with some of my insecurities with you guys is that if you're not owning your insecurities, you're going to attract those people that have it. And then when you have two people that both have like the same insecurities, yes, you you can have connection right there too. But then sometimes it's like, it's, it could be a fighting battle. It's a yin yin yang. That's, that's in life. Right. But, um, that is just, uh, 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 why was I going to say in my mind? It was a fit for thought. And I'm like, that does make no fucking sense. Right. Leave it to me. But anyways, so yeah. So having, uh, contained space of hair or nail dust is preferred. You want that in a regular place anyways. But where I lived before and where I worked before was just in the basement. There was no separation. And so I had to make sure that it didn't travel up into our main living area was making sure that it was just always swept or dusted. And here's the thing. Uh, when we lived in another house, we did have dogs as well. And I always felt like I work with hair all day and I live with hair all day because of a shitty dog. Um, I said shitty, not shitty. <laughs> Even though our beagle bass hound, like he was a sasshole, but I meant shitty. Um, I just always wanted to make sure, like, if it was hair upstairs, like, I'd rather have it my own pet than other people's hair because that, like, it's ewy. Like, you pick up a hair and it's like, oh, this big, long red one. So, I know whose head that is. Like, it's it's weird. Um, like, the for instance, like, I remember because we had a dog and if they, if they carry something, that's still coming upstairs. Think about that. I don't want to think about that because it's giving me the heebies. But uh, there was a time I was doing a haircut on a very, very thick, luscious mane. And they're like when you you thin out thick hair, too, and it's like long, like strands. Oh, my goodness. Like Pleaker was in his like bliss and he was like rolling around in it and stuff. And it was just like like my OC like was like my eye was twitching hard. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like she thought it was like super adorable and everything. It's like, oh, my goodness. He's so funny. Like that's and me. I'm just like, holy shit. I don't want that upstairs. Like that is gross. So like I was blow drying him and I like was using towels just to make sure like it was. I've never seen that before, but that is something that is just like it just ill. <laughs> Ew, ew, ew. And uh, uh, the last red flag that I am going to talk about is bringing clientele to your home and when and where to draw the line. Because I did find this a few times when starting out was 
people or clients would come in and they think that you're at that next level because you're coming into they're coming into your home. So it's creating that boundary of friendship and friendly uh, to a client. So um, is being clear to them that this is the only space that you can uh, enter or like, or the bathroom, right? But they're not to be like roaming your house or also to... Uh, I, it's that saying, like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and, like, what happens in the Shearsley Session space happens in the Shearsley Session space. Like, yes, of course, I have my my best girlfriends that, obviously, I do their hair, and they are allowed to enter my space, but a lot of times, you know, like, it doesn't always have to be, like, they always come in, in into my space, but that is something that I have vocally, you know, told told them that, you know, when I'm building my business and if you are referring someone, please let them know that just because you have more of a free range, their expectation is they don't have a free range. So it's just being very clear and and transparent when you're talking to your, your girl group who you have a friendship with compared to, you know, your referrals or your clients that it's on a friendly basis. And sometimes for sure, I can understand things blossom into more. Um, and that has happened, but you know, I've had that experience about working in my first time salons and, you know, creating friendship with clients and then their expectations are like, get me in at a time. Can you give me a deal? And then you just like, this friendship is not a friendship anymore and you feel taken advantage of. And it's a shitty space to be in, right? So when I wanted to make sure when I had, you know, building my business from home that there was a line to be drawn and a boundary to be made and a boundary that was going to be able to make me sleep better at night and not overly question uh, what I am supposed to do. Because a lot of times when we are building our boundaries or discovering or exploring our boundaries, it's an experiment, right? So you have to embrace the experiment of your boundaries that you are trying to figure out. Because sometimes when you are finding your boundary, that is a path that you're going to be taking and it's going to have be bumpy. And it's going to be happening. You, you can't just be like, I'm going to set this boundary of this policy or something in my business um, and it's going to going to happen work. No, there, you have to be willing to be, uh, open and flexible on, uh, creating boundaries. Um, unfortunately, like I don't, not a lot of people have answers for it, but it's always nice to have somebody else's experience. So when you're able to experience your reaction to it is going to be a little bit, not just a shock and awe, right? Or like a quick reaction of negativity, right? Like sometimes like your reaction, like you can stop and think, it's like, okay, I've heard this before. I've heard this learning before and then I'm able to, you know, navigate it a little bit more easier um, to what makes me feel more comfortable in that scenario. Um, So I hope that that helps. But that is the last red flag, the ooey, and I hope you enjoyed the solutions for things. And I just hope wherever you are, you know what, you're just free. I was going to say make the right decisions. Like, oh my goodness. I... (laughs) I think it's time for me to be off the microphone now.
don't you think? Just kidding. Alrighty. So I appreciate your time and stay tuned for those uh, other episodes that I mentioned in the podcast. So keep it cool, you guys. Peace out.